Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking be one with nature in the desert rogue? Go snowshoeing in Alaska rogue? Or take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in market competitors. Base models compared. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. And quite frankly, when I look at their plan that talks about advancing testing, creating new PPE, developing a vaccine, it looks a little bit like plagiarism. Here's Jerry Callahan. Well, how about that fly, huh? Was that fly unbelievable? Was that fly not the funniest thing you've ever... I mean, it was a fly. A fly was on Pet Summit. It was a fly that wouldn't go away. That fly was unbelievable. The fly had its own Twitter account, his own Instagram account, his own uh, Facebook page. That fly was incredible. Oh, you know what else? You know what else? Uh, there's a little... Uh, a little bit too much interrupting on the part of Mike Pence. A little, a little too much mansplaining. Mm-hmm. I think he's flat out sexist and racist. Um, were any anything else? Have we heard anything else from the uh, from the media as they lick their wounds after last night's vice presidential debate? A glorious event. I might not matter in the end. Probably won't matter in the end, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. We will give you all the uh, highlights and recap and. Give you some of the uh, some of the reviews from the uh, Democrats out there who are just looking to make excuses for their girl uh, Kamala Harris. We'll get into all that and the latest on the Patriots uh, team COVID. See how team COVID's holding up, and we'll tell you why Saturday Saturday Night Live booted its musical guest, kicked them off the set, said, "Get lost." We don't need you anymore. It's incredible. Uh, We'll get into all that with uh, Turtle Boy and Cullinane on today's Callahan Podcast. Callahan Podcast brought to you by DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is that with direct deposit to their free checking accounts, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking insured by NCUA membership required. All right, I got to give Turtle Boy credit. Right off the bat, you've been saying for weeks that Pence was going to come up big, that he's an underrated, very good debater. I I agreed to an extent, but I also was afraid that he would be a little too stiff and a little bit too staid and wouldn't uh, you know, take her apart. I was wrong. You were right. He, he destroyed her. It was wonderful to watch, except I do have this reservation as I watch the whole time I say, is there any way he can, you know, like be president, you know, like now? Could he, could he, debate, 
Joe Biden next week. Yeah, just do the debates. I don't want him to be president. He's a perfect vice president. Just uh, do the debates. Just get us there. That's all we ask. He doesn't have to be president. Okay. Can he just debate Biden next week? Because, you know, uh, Trump's a little bit under the weather. If you're just uh, waking up or just tuning in, they just announced that the second debate next week between Biden and uh, Trump will be virtual which means I'm just going to start right off. Here's, here's what we're going to say immediately after it's over. And the next morning, Biden was cheating. <laughs> Biden was cheating. He will have notes. He'll have help. He'll have teleprompters. He'll have coaches. He'll have earpieces. Wait, tell me, tell me. Does that mean they're not there too? Or just the audience isn't there? They're not there. It is virtual. They are Zooming. He's Trump back. Over. He's back in the basement. Back in the basement. Yes, active. Why is Trump agreeing to these rules? It's a good question. I... I I'm done blaming the moderators. And uh, I mean, obviously last night you had another hard left liberal moderator, a woman that just wrote a book, a glowing hagiography about Nancy Pelosi. That was the moderator they picked. Moderator last night was Mike Pence. He's the only one asking real questions. Right. And 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 we'll get to that because he, he did a beautiful job of ignoring the questions. It's something, you know what, Aiden, obviously... I was happy with his performance. He was terrific. He destroyed her. We will uh, prove it. <laughs> Everyone knows he destroyed her by some of the reactions from the left uh, who are focusing on, uh, you know, the fly and the fact that Pence uh, uh, went over his time every time he answered a question and other excuses they made for Kamala, including sexism and racism. You know, we'll get to those things. But as I'm watching, I'm thinking, does, is Trump paying attention to this? Because this is how you do it. You were right, man. He knows how to do it. If you don't get your answer in, if you don't say everything you have to say, just wait till the next question, ignore the question, and use your time to go back and answer the last question. It was masterful. Yep. It was great. I mean, because... Uh, <laughs> A lot of people afterwards said, well, he, he spoke more than her. And then they show the official time. He had spoken three minutes less than her. Well, it wasn't and, even close. She spoke every, every time he started speaking, it was, please, 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 please. And he's like, I'm just going to keep talking anyway, because I know how you people are. He, he, It's like he knows the same things Trump does. He can just say him in a, a smooth adult Indiana Hoosier way. You know, he's very comforting the way he speaks. And, and you watch it and you're like, OK, when he's in the same room as Donald Trump, there's an adult in the room. It seemed right. like his and and Nick just say Trump was you know under the weather, still having side effects or whatever relapse from COVID, mm-hmm. you know not not like Herm, Herman Cain kind of relapse, but just a little bump in the road. And they need to do something with that night. Everything's all set. The debate set. If Pence stepped in, he would absolutely destroy. I mean, consider this. You know how you do that in sports all the time that, you know, Appalachia State, Michigan beat Michigan, Michigan beat, you know, this team in Wisconsin, Wisconsin beat Ohio State. Consider this. He she beat Biden badly in the primary last fall. I mean, Mm. she embarrassed him, called him a racist, called him a sexist, everything else. He just destroyed her. If he were to debate Biden tonight somewhere. It would be uh, uncomfortably one sided and, and wonderful to watch. And yet we're stuck with watching Trump, you know, you know, rip him for his friggin' class rank in law school. It's just discouraging to yeah. know that we're done with Mike Pence. I, I enjoyed it, Mike. Wonderful job. Maybe you, you did your part. Maybe, you know, you'll win in three weeks, four weeks. Maybe not. But you did what you had to do. You did 
all you could ask of Pence. Not only, by the way, did he force her, you know, to ask to answer questions that mattered, like court packing, or or not answer it, which the again the moderator she did not let up with that. Like she, right. she, she asked about she asked her, he asked her about court packing, and she came in with four score in seven years ago with Abraham Lincoln, like <laughs> right. just telling a freaking history, and she just wouldn't answer. It. And then her final answer to that question was. Well, he didn't appoint any black judges. That doesn't answer the question. Right. <laughs> Trump and, and, and Pence would not. And, he and, made and it Pence, clear to America she did not answer the question. He kept saying that. Pence knew that he could go right back to her racist uh, actions as, as DA and prosecutor. I don't think that's a winning issue talking about criminal justice reform, but I do think he nailed her on that. She was like, well, I mean, the other thing he did beautifully that Trump doesn't understand, and there's a lot of things. He's a much, much, much dead, better debater than Donald Trump. But he also let her, you know, hang herself at times, which Trump has to do with Biden. And your focus, if you're, you know, if, if you're watching uh, on TV, you your eyes, because he's kind of, you know, on uh, he, he doesn't have a lot of expression. He's not very animated. Your eyes turn to her. And then she rolls her eyes and shakes her head or fake laughs. She is so phony and cringy. I mean, when if you don't have the sound on, in fact, I got my TV on right now, no sound, and you look at her, you cringe, whether you are rooting for her or not. <laughs> if, you're, if you're watching on Facebook right now, uh, Turtle Boy's doing as one of his imitations. Yeah, it's um, a- <laughs> the face she was making last night, just the condescending, arrogant. It was the worst possible face you could make. Did anybody prep her? It's like everybody's gonna like anybody who was on the fence and is watching this. You'd be like, I'm not putting that woman anywhere near the the reins of power. Exactly. No way. Is that that's the goal? If you're Pence, the goal, the big goal, the macro goal is to make people ask that question. Do I want to see her at the top of the ticket? I want to see her in in the Oval Office because. We all know Joe Biden's not long for the job. We all know he's just a front man for this radical left cabal. And 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 Pence, every chance he got, made that clear. She's the most liberal member of the Senate. She's more liberal than Bernie Sanders. She's right up there with AOC and Ayanna Presley and all the nut jobs in the in the squad. And they'll be a big part of the administration. She'll be the president. You know, within what a year, over under a year, maybe a year and a half that he holds on, but eventually she'll be the president. You want that mean girl, that 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 woman. You want her as your president, America? Are you kidding? The, the smiling, you, the smiling of all. What what the smiling represents to the is that like, mm-hmm. see, you're so stupid, and I'm just so smart. Don't you get it? And like, I'm just I'm laughing at you. That's why I'm smiling because the things you're saying right now are so. stupid stupid and like you're not you don't even get it wait till i wait till you didn't read vox this morning did you you didn't even read it so i had to school you on it that's the way he comes across here's what she is you're a teacher former teacher yes um and i know you know until you you know made the moves on some of your female students right is that what hey, come on give me a break that, that's all made up. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Uh, but you know this better than anyone. I have a vague memory of it. But the, that girl in the front that everybody hated that, you know, would, <laughs> if you answered a question that wasn't right, she'd roll her eyes or fake laugh or flip her hair back. And you just couldn't stand her. Didn't matter if she was attractive. Her personality was just such a turnoff. She is one of them. She's a mean girl. Yeah, she's a mean girl. And, and you look at her and you're saying... 
just, I don't, I, I, I feel bad for a husband. Um, although he went on stage afterwards with a mask on what a tool bag what a freaking tool bag oh my god did he kiss her with that thing on probably i would he kissed her with the mask on and same thing my <laughs> wife did it same thing these people someone drilled it into the head that you can never do anything with a mask because we're we're the mask people they're the anti-maskers we wanted to have a dividing line there so he's and and maybe you know maybe he just didn't want to kiss her i don't know but I feel bad for the man. I can't imagine living with this woman, this mean girl, and 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 looking at that face with the rolling eyes and the fake laugh and shaking her head. And and I know Pence has no uh, uh, you know uh, animation to him, no emotion, which is good. And this there was such a contrast. But it is the question of the night: Do you want to see her in the Oval Office? And I don't think too many people say, "Yeah, I, I want that." I want. Watch her, her do State of the Union addresses and press conferences, and, oh and well, that's the, that's the most we're going to see of her, right? Because th- there's not a second vice presidential debate, right? No, that's, that's one. It. Yeah. So the I, only the only VP debate, uh, every focus group that you you know went and saw, everyone on CNN, everyone on MSNBC, they all say that Pence just absolutely dominated her. But they will not say that on CNN at all. Well, no, I mean the anchors, but like focus groups, everyone came out saying that Pence won that debate. But the only thing the headlines say is a fucking fly was on his head. Like that, that's crazy to me. The fly and the this the, the interrupting, the mansplaining is trending on Twitter. You know, like no, uh, he, but, but here's here's the thing: he didn't interrupt. He didn't, at least not like you know Trump and not, not like Biden does in every debate. Biden did the same thing to Paul Ryan, as you as you pointed out. He just didn't listen when Susan Page, Nancy Pelosi's hagiographer, when she tried to move on he said i'm not done and he finished his point that's all it didn't appear rude it didn't appear like he was breaking the rules he just finished his point and it was perfect that's what trump has to do don't appear like you're you know walking all over everybody just finish your point and and finish with an exclamation point and that's what by uh pence did um we got we got breaking news here for our facebook audience trump says he ain't doing it virtually (laughs) he said that huh Good for him. Trump just now on Fox Business with Maria Bataroma said it's a waste of time to have an, um, a, a virtual debate. It's not acceptable to him. I am not going to do a virtual debate, yeah. what, which is good because good. that's what I want to see. I want to see. I mean, I, eventually he'll probably agree to it. But uh, but you want to think that somehow the Republicans Trump team understands that the system is rigged, that the debate commission's a bunch of liberals or rhinos. And, and that's why you get Susan page. And that's why you get that freaking asshole. Chris Wallace is because the Republicans always cave and just give in. And I, I don't care what he agrees to in the end, just show some fight. I, I like that show some fight. And you know what else you have to do? Donald is preparation. You got another week. Watch this debate over and over again and learn, learn from your, uh, from your running mate. That's how you do it. You go, you get to your point. You don't, you, you just take your time. You got an hour and a half. You got 38 minutes to speak or whatever it is. Get to your point. But you knew Pence was going to get to certain things. And he did, whether it was, whether he had to move on from uh, climate change. And by the way, can I ask you guys a question? I, I, every time they say the word climate change, Jerry, I, I think of you. I can't help what it. Is, I, mean, I know I'm old. I want to live long enough to see a debate between somebody, anybody, governors, mayors, you know, city councilmen, presidents, a debate that doesn't talk about climate change. 
Why do we no. have to talk about Sorry, that? Came up I mean, before. The question: He's Susan Page was not nearly as biased as uh, Chris Wallace, but you show your true colors when you say, uh, uh, "Vice President, do you think it's an existential thing, a uh, problem, climate change?" And I wanted him to say, "Who that? What does that even mean, existential? You think we're all going to die? No, we're not all going to die from if climate. We, if, if we weren't all going to die, Barack Obama would not have bought a fifteen million dollar house on the ocean water vineyard. Period." Even better, Bill Gates bought a $43 million house on the water, and he'll yeah. sit there and lecture from that house, tell us how we're all going to die from climate change if we don't stop using. Climate. I mean, the idea that over the last four months, every time you turn on TV, there's a riot and a burning, like something terrible is happening. And she just didn't bring it up. She just didn't bring it up. And it was the biggest weakness of Kamala Harris is the fact that she bailed these douchebags out of jail. Yes, she shared, I got that. I got that list the bail fund. And it was just not brought up. Nobody brought it up. I'm like watching the TV. We're talking about climate change. And like on a scale of one to 10, how much do you dislike China? Like that, nobody I, I think, I think um, Pence's base would have applauded if he said, enough with the climate change. Can we stop with this nonsense and talk about real issues? I got a list of things they didn't get to, but it was amazing in this regard. The rioting in Wisconsin was going on simultaneously. If you were online, I know you were, you could see video of them smashing windows and trashing stores in Wisconsin while the debate was going on. It would have been beautiful if Pence could have pointed that what out. What were we rioting over today? I didn't even Another know. Uh, a cop didn't get convicted for shooting a, a black criminal and i don't i mean it's you'll learn all about it today it's a whole news thing and you know before we got any facts they were smashing windows they went to a suburban neighborhood it's uh it's a suburb they went through the neighborhood smashing windows on people's houses there's a couple of videos of people coming out and trying to protect their property it's you know it's uh again it's the next front in the in this long war of of antifa and biden supporters and, against law and order just real quick with climate change they actually asked us nate like are the hurricanes wetter should they, no. they said, are the hurricane yeah the hurricanes are wetter this time around and i'd like to point out the state that's burning right now you know oregon and, and california those are like the climate change states that they ban straws and plastic bags. Why doesn't it been fixed? The state's burning. Then they are right. And all they have are crazy climate change alarmists in office, governors, mayors. Yeah. They're all, you know, uh, senators. I mean, it's a good question. I will give Biden, I mean, uh, Pence credit for this. He said the hurricanes are no worse now than they were 100 years ago. That's a fact, but most people are afraid to say it. Because you can't appear to be a denier. It's a religion. It's like denying the existence of God. You're looked at as a heathen, a heretic. And, and Pence went as far as you could go. But I really want some candidate to say, enough with this climate change. Can we move on to real issues? And you know what will happen next week in the virtual debate? They'll ask about climate change. And you know what will happen in the last debate? They'll ask about climate change. It's just such a a, 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 a liberal talking point now the get try to get this uh, troglodyte Republican to not to deny climate change, and I'll give him credit again. Biden went as far as you could in saying it's nonsense. Let's talk about real issues, but let's get to the things he left out. Again, he won in a route. He destroyed her. He it was it was beautiful. He curb stomped uh, Kamala Harris. You know he did. Because on CNN and MSNBC, as you saw this morning, they're talking about sexism and racism and the fly. You know he won because they're sitting there making excuse, excuses for their girl. Um, 
and it's it's wonderful to watch. I just I just was retweeting some of the Mark Ruffalo saying I don't like that he talked that's you know he he talked to a black woman that way. He's a racist. George Stephanopoulos, I don't know if you got that, Dave, saying it's mansplaining. That to you, because obviously Mike Pence uh, is a former television commentator, does have a very calm demeanor, but I think a lot of people were noticing some mansplaining going on tonight. I don't know. I didn't see it that way, George. It didn't come across. So he just mansplained to that woman, right, about right. mansplaining. And she was like, no, 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 no. You're, oh, you're using the word wrong. I mean, I, I I was watching Fox, obviously, and their panel. It's as left-wing a panel as you will ever see on CNN. They have Juan Williams, Donna Brazil, Chris Wallace. They have three Biden stooges, three Trump haters on a panel of like five. The other one, Dana Perino, she's neutral. They really have no... She's neutral? Dana, Dana Perino, Perino, yeah, she tries to be neutral. I would say yes. She's very neutral. Oh, no, I'm thinking of oh Dana Bash. That's the one I'm thinking of. Dana, Dana Bash Dana is Dana. not neutral. No, but but, but no, for whatever reason, I guess Paul Ryan's making these calls at Fox or whatever. The One of the Murdoch kids, Lachlan, one of them's a big liberal. I don't know, but they feel the need to stack the deck with liberals, including Chris Wallace, who called it a tie, <laughs> which is no surprise. Called it a tie. You look at that and you say it's a tie. You're a liar. You know, that's that's a fact. You're just a liar. You are just a Trump hater. And this has, you know, forget Trump. Just look at the debate. Man, mano a mano. It was a route. And if you're if you're an honest person, an honest analyst, you admit it. I mean, we admit Trump wasn't great last week against Biden, who's a who's a terrible, terrible debater. We all should admit that she dropped the ball. She was terrible and he killed her. It was it was it was fun to watch. Also, it's sexism, racism, and the fly, and and Pence broke the rules. You know, he's talked over the moderator, and he didn't answer the questions. Those are all talking points today from the well, sore losers. Yeah, like I said, he was the moderator. He was the only one asking the Like, I'm sitting at home. While, I'm like, as soon as she said climate change, I hear that word, I think of you. I just laugh. I can't. I'm like, I wish I could see Jerry's face right now. Smoke coming out of his hey, head. Hey, it's a, it's, it's, it's uh, a giveaway. It's an obvious giveaway that you're rooting for the Democrat when you talk about climate change. It's a oh, yeah. way to get, you know, again, this caveman to admit he doesn't care about climate change. And B, we've heard it over and over and over again. Here's here's things that were left out. And I partially blame by um, Pence because he had his chance at times to bring these topics up and didn't. And again, he I guess he had a list and he got to most of it, but he didn't really hammer her on Antifa. I mean, he mentioned, you know, lawlessness, but he should have gone back to it. And the bail fund. The bail fund was a great issue. Um, she bailed out murderers, rapists, child molesters. She personally gave money, personally solicited money for the Minneapolis Freedom Fund to bail out the scum that destroyed that city. That's tangible, you know, understandable. That's something he should have brought up and in his own way articulated well, it. Sure, these people need to read Turtle Boy because as we've seen with these bail funds, they don't just bail out the Antifa riders. They bail out everybody. Like in Boston, uh, I think it was like a month ago, I did a blog on a guy who was caught masturbating to 15-year-old girls in a Linfield parking lot. And he this is his thing. He's been arrested for this a billion times before. He just goes around and he, he'll, he'll pleasure himself on your lawn. That's his, that's his calling card. And he got bailed out. A white guy from Melrose got bailed out. 
Yeah. Well, you know what? He could have, and, and Tucker's done this and others. Um, he could have had some names, literally. I mean, he's smart. He's fairly, you know, he's lucid. He's not like Trump, not a loose cannon. If he, he could have had two or three names and said, what about this guy, this guy, and this guy? What do you say about that, uh, Senator Harris? You bailed out this guy. He got out and immediately went home and beat up his wife or went home and molested a child and thrown it at her. It said, do you feel any guilt about bailing out this scum? That would have been a great line. Great if there were another vice president to debate, I would say he'll get to it. But this is it. One shot only. Um, defund the police. She's on record. And so is Biden is saying they want to defund the police. The debate is going on as a riot is taking place. More than one riot, by the way. The, the, the wonderful Orthodox Jews in New York are rising up and burning their masks. And for once, I'm rooting for the mob. I love these people. They're like, they're, yeah, did you see yesterday's rally? They're burning masks and they got Trump flags and they're, <laughs> and they're singing songs and they get their hats on. They're, you know, what do you call the sideburns? And they're out there and they're like uh, defiant as hell. And and they're like the the standard bearers for the First Amendment. I love these uh, these folks in Brooklyn, and good luck to them because pretty soon Cuomo is going to send in the brown shirts, and they're going to start beating them. That's going to be a hell of a visual. But why not defund the police? Is another really easy thing to understand for a voter, for a viewer. She wants to defund the police in the middle of all this anarchy. She wants to bail out the scum that's destroying their cities, and Get rid of cops. You know, why didn't he go there and really emphasize that? Uh, uh, it's just he. Well, it wasn't asked to him for one. He can only well, answer the questions that were asked. Right? She does. The moderator is obviously rooting for Kamala. She's not going to go there. They're too busy talking about fracking, Jerry. I don't even know what fracking is. I don't know, but it's a good issue because they got to win Pennsylvania. And and, and, good- and and she's by the way allowed. I didn't know what fracking was. I, I didn't know what her opinion on fracking was. All I know is I found out afterwards that like during uh, a town hall a year ago, she said she's against fracking. This woman is allowed to just completely change your mind and be like, oh, well, how do, how could if I was a moderator, I would ask, well, you said this a year ago that you were against it. Right. And now you're saying for it. It seems as if you're just saying whatever you need to appeal to the audience in front of you at the moment. Do you stand See, for anything? Uh, it's It's a great point because. There are these fact checkers, most of them PolitiFact and Snopes, and they're all in the bag. They're all Biden stooges. If there were uh, a media, an actual old-fashioned objective media, it's the easiest thing to fact check. She said over and over again she wants to defund the police, and she was again, and she's against fracking. And you can literally, you know, in ten seconds. I mean, Hannity did it obviously, and Tucker and Laura they'll do it on Fox. No one else will because. Their guy didn't win the debate, but you can easily show the video. I, I've seen it eight times already. The video and and Colin, even Colin a could find it uh, of her saying she's against fracking and she's for defunding the police. There's no question I'm in favor of banning fracking. So yeah, and and, and and you have Biden in his typically inarticulate way saying he's against fracking. No, no more fracking, and. The, the, and I'll give Susan Page, the moderator, credit for this. She said, on your own website, on the Biden-Harris website, it says you believe in the um, Green New Deal. And the Green New Deal is the most radical proposal you'll ever see. It wants to eliminate 
fossil fuels, combustion engines, airplanes. It wants to refit every building in America. It's it's a hundred trillion dollar plan. They're in favor of that. And he made that point over and over again, which was a good idea because I think any anybody, any normal human, no normal human being wants to uh, adopt the Green New Deal. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, the, the beauty of them is that ultimately Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, what they represent is not AOC. They represent typical, uh, you know, cronyism and corporate backed Democrats. That's what they represent. They don't like the, the AOC wing of the party. And Jerry, that's why they but won't. They need it. But that's why they and they need it, which is exactly why she refuses to answer the question about core packing, because that's something that appeals to the Elizabeth Warren wing of the crowd, right. the nut jobs, you know, and they need that wing. But they're ultimately adults at the end of the day, believe it or not, yeah. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are adults and they know that they can't do that because the Republicans would do the same freaking thing and they don't want to go down that road. So that's why they keep saying I disagree. She's not. She's with AOC. She's with Ayanna Pressman. No, 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 no. Kamala Harris. We called her the most liberal senator in the Senate. She's from California. She is as liberal as they come. You're you're wrong. Jerry, she was a prosecutor. She's the definition of the establishment. She's a corporate stooge. It's it's who she is at her heart. This is the establishment now. This is the establishment. Every Democrat is radical. There's no moderate Democrats anymore. Every Democrat wants to eliminate fossil fuels. Every Democrat wants to defund the police. It's kind of the the, it's why Biden. They don't. It's why they don't Biden know. is signing on for this radical stuff because they need the AOCs and the Ayanna Presley, and they know that's where the enthusiasm is. If they don't get them to show up enthusiastically and vote for a seventy-eight-year-old racist, then they lose. I mean, they, they, it looks like they're they're going to win. The polls don't look good. You know that. And they the if they turn off the radical wing of their party, then people don't show up. The people don't care. It's not easy to get excited about a mean girl and a man with dementia. They have to engender the uh, create some excitement. And the way they create excitement is say, we're going to get rid of fossil fuels. We're going to defund the police. We're going to, you know, do all these radical things. By the way, fracking, and I don't understand it completely easy either, but I know the basics. First of all, it's Tell a big part it. of Pennsylvania. It's a big part of Pennsylvania's economy. Look at that. A- it, accre- it decreases carbon emissions, and B, it decreases your dependence on foreign oil. Those are why it's such a great thing. It's a winning issue. Even though most people don't even know what it is, it's kind of regional, it, it, it decreases carbon emissions, and it decreases your dependence on foreign oil, on Saudi Arabia. You know, that's a good thing. That's why we're energy independent. Fracking is a wonderful thing. Well, and it's a winning what, issue. what is it? You just take the oil and you frack it? No, you take the natural gas out of the out of the hillsides. Uh, that by, was refining holes in the hillsides. It's a great thing. Only okay. radical nut jobs like AOC are against it. Can and we go fracking this weekend? Does anyone think AOC understands know. it? Does anyone think no. she understands it? I think she she got her talking points that fracking is bad. Fracking, fracking bad. That out. Fracking yeah. is bad. <laughs> yes, that's all she needs to know. Fracking's bad. It kills whales. We don't like it. When has any, any person that dumb had that much power? In the history of our country, has anyone that dumb ever had that much power? Luckily, William Jennings Bryan never assumed the throne. He tried a few times, but luckily we stopped him. So, yes. Uh, you know my routine. I've told you about it before. During the week, during the week, I listen to podcasts. I listen to my guys, uh, Buck Sexton and Dan Bongino. I like to stay on top of things. On weekends, 
I kick back and listen to music. And you know what I do, how I do it, within, no matter what day it is, I listen with my Raycon earbuds. I love my Raycon earbuds, whether it's podcasts or music or talking on the phone. I used to have the real expensive kind of headphones. I got them way back in the day, and they were they were okay. They broke. I said I need new ones. I thought about buying the new expensive ones, and then I thought twice because Raycons are much cheaper, and they're just as good. They sound just as good. I can tell you for a fact. I listen to them every day. I wear them. I go everywhere I go. I got my Raycons, and I can't tell you how much I love them. Raycons' newest model, the one I got, the everyday E25 earbuds are their best ones yet. They got six hours of playtime. They got seamless Bluetooth pairing. There's more bass. They're more compact design. And they got this noise isolating fit. They, they fit. They don't fall out when I'm running or jumping around, uh, working out. They're, they're great for every everyday use and every kind of use. Raycon earbuds are stylish and discreet. There's no hangling, uh, dangling wires or stems like you see on other, uh, on other earbuds or earphones. The company was co-founded, as I told you before, by Ray J and a bunch of celebrities, you know, like me, swear by them. Uh, Mike Tyson does. Melissa Etheridge. Snoop Dogg loves them. And I do, too. Give them a try. Give them a try. Raycon has a 45-day free return policy, so you can make sure they're the pair of wireless earbuds for you. I promise you, you're going to love them. I do. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash Callahan. That's buyraycon.com slash Callahan for a special 15% discount on Raycon earbuds. Make sure to check it out now while the deal is running. Buyraycon.com slash Callahan. Here's the other thing is when I hear... You think of me when you hear climate change. I think of all the other issues that we could uh, discuss, debate. I mean, Trump yesterday said he's going to bring out the last remaining troops, pull them out of Afghanistan before Christmas. Now, I wish, why can't he do it today, October, whatever this is, ninth? Just say, okay, we're done here. We're done here in this worthless hellhole of a country. Everybody's coming home by, by Columbus Day or by Election Day. Why do they have to stay one more minute? Why can't they ask that? You know, Trump just said everyone's coming over in Afghanistan. Miss uh, Senator Harris, to you, is that a good idea? If she says yes, good, we move on. But that's an issue that I think people, Main Street, normal people are all in favor of and don't understand why the war in Afghanistan started 19 years ago yesterday. 19 yeah. friggin' years ago. Sorry, they actually talk about the Middle East. They brought this up last night, Suleimani, to me, which is like one of the best parts about the Trump administration. Right. And she actually said, right, because they can't say that Americans died there because we killed a terrorist. Then they told us all, we're, oh my God, we're going to war with Iran. Oh my God. And all they did was fire a missile an American base in Iraq and zero Americans died. And so last night she brings this up and she's like, well, you guys killed Suleimani and then they fired at us. And guess what? They all have headaches now. So good job. Like what? Like nobody died. That's a, it was a complete foreign policy success. When you kill a major leader, a bad, 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 bad guy and zero Americans die as repercussion, that is an unmitigated success. And she brought it up as some type of failure. These people are insane. And by the way, have they forgotten the courage, Jerry? 
Remember the Kurds? Oh, yeah, the Kurds. Are they dead yet? Are they, have they been in? Have they do they exist anymore? Because I was told it's only you know your neocons, your never Trumpers are the only people that want to continue the endless wars. I mean, and I think there are Democrats who want to continue the endless wars because Trump doesn't. That's it. Anything Trump's in favor of, they're against. But it's a winning issue. It's a huge. I mean, ninety eight percent. I don't know what the number is of, of, of the public of voters want to end these endless wars, don't want to be in Afghanistan or Iraq another minute. So Donald Trump on moments like this needs to understand. He should look at his business card. It says right on there, Donald J. Trump, president, commander in chief. It's his call. End the damn wars, Donald. Don't um, you know pass it off on someone else. Just say, we're coming home. If they, you know, if, if if some general goes on CNN and says it's irresponsible, you know, there are people going to die in, in, in Fallujah or whatever, or Kabul, who cares? That's their problem. That's not ours. We're done there. We did our best. We gave trillions and we lost thousands of great Americans as soldiers and Marines. We're, we're done there. That's my what favorite part. That? Jerry, that's my that's one of my favorite parts about having Donald Trump as president as a Republican for the first time is he is talk about reimagined he has reimagined what the republican party can be we no longer have to be the party because i always felt uncomfortable with that even with like george bush that i'm like trying to like i have to get behind this like we're gonna go and stabilize the middle east like why do i care about that I just um, i've always felt that i mean i yeah. I, I was and we no longer have to pretend that we don't have to defend that position anymore right. and it's great and and right, and he can he could say he was always against the Iraq war, and Biden can't. You know, Biden voted for it, Hillary voted for it. I mean, these John Kerry, they all supported it, and Trump didn't. And granted, he wasn't an elected official, he wasn't forced to vote on it, but so what? He can say I was against it, it was a mistake. I mean, it's a tough thing to say when you have thousands of Americans who've lost limbs and, and eyes and I mean, you know, have post-traumatic stress disorder and everything else, but Let's be honest. If we could do it over again, we wouldn't. I am we, and and again, back to fracking. That's another reason fracking is wonderful. If you don't depend on Middle East oil, you have much less of a stake over there. You can turn your back on the region. And if, if you're if you're into uh, geopolitics in the Middle East, then Trump's your guy. He's got all these peace deals between Israel and all these Muslim nations. So. Got it. It's a winning issue, but I don't care about foreign policy near as much as I care about Antifa burning our cities down. You and I disagree on one thing. Uh, I wanted. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name scam was masterfully designed new episodes available now subscribe to the perfect scam podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts who are you texting my therapist you text with your therapist text video chat call yep that sounds too easy how did you find her i just went to betterhelp.com save she's a licensed therapist and it's all online i connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere plus it's affordable i wonder if i should try it it's great to talk to someone in confidence she's helped me sort out quite a few things and right now you save 10 percent off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com save betterhelp.com save got it when she starts talking about Trump cheating on his taxes, I want him to fire back with Hunter Biden. 
I think it's easy to understand. I think people know what a crook hunter is. They know if you if you read up at all, you understand the scheme orchestrated by Joe Biden. It's make his relatives rich because they don't have the same kind of uh, scrutiny. Uh, there's not the same kind of laws that oversee Hunter Biden and James Biden, his brother. Everyone in Biden's family's gotten rich since he's been in office. Everyone, except, you know, he pretends that he hasn't because he knows that there are rules for him. But look at his brother. Look at his kids. They've all gotten rich. But like, Do you want to go there? Because then they can say, well, you know, this this Trump kid made this deal with this businessman. And this you really want to go there? Do you think America? I just don't care about I mean, I think it's do you, I mean, I, the issue was China. Right. And he hammered her good. It was good. I mean, she she's not that bright. She she brings up the Middle East, which is a winning issue for Trump. She brings up China and starts saying how we you lost jobs to China. And, and Pence, to his credit, kept his calm and just went through it, you know, uh, line by line, said, here's what happened in China. I thought he was going to use Trump's line of China will own Joe Biden. And it's true. I mean, he owes China He's on record as saying they're not our adversary. It's a winning issue for Trump. And she brought it up, I believe, or she expanded on it. And, and that was just dumb. I mean, she can't win on that and that issue. And she didn't. He hammered her on it. It was good. It was great. Uh, but like I said, uh, too bad. It, it can't it can't keep going on like this. And Trump, I've, I've just been told Trump has announced he's having a rally. Is that correct? It's live. What a world we're living in. We're, we're missing like big now. I, I told that he's... I, somebody just messaged me and said that, correct me if I'm wrong, that he's having a rally in place of the debate now. Uh, he's, uh, every, it's it's big news. He says he's not going to do a virtual debate. I don't know. Can you get the sound, uh, Dave? <clears throat> he said not going to waste his time doing a Good. virtual debate. Why Good. should he? That is a Good. joke. You know this much. When they announced it, uh, when this bunch of rhinos and Democrats announced the, the commission, debate commission said it would be virtual, you know Biden was thrilled. And Trump was not, you know, Biden wants protection. Biden wants to pretend, use the virus and pretend he's, you know, being careful, but he wants to avoid, you know, going head to head, uh, toe to toe with, uh, with Trump, even though Trump's not a great debater, he's not Pence, but he is a wild card. He is a loose cannon. And Biden is obviously nervous about getting his head handed to him. See, I think, uh, after watching last night, even more, uh, and you've said it over before, but I, I I I don't think Trump's going to have a great night. I don't think he's a great debater. I don't think he's sharp enough. I don't think he's quick enough on his feet. It there is a big difference. There's a big difference. Pence knows what he's doing. He knows how to debate. Trump doesn't. Trump just thinks he can go up there, you know, with swagger and confidence and be loud and be obnoxious and win the day, because that's generally how it works for him. You know, he goes out mm-hmm. and gives a speech that's kind of eh, okay, but the crowd goes wild. He yeah. thinks he's a great debater. Yeah. And, and I, I'm down. I don't know how you're feeling, Jerry. Are you down right now with these polls? I mean, I know the polls and they lie They're They're not, but these are devastating polls. Have you seen some of these? Yes, I have. They're not good. And I don't understand that. I cannot believe people are voting for that woman. You know, she's, I, I mean, people are voting for, for, you know, the green new deal. People are I, voting for radical left-wing they proposals. Just, Americans hate optimism now, all of a sudden. Like I, I said this the other day. If, if Trump got uh, 
they ripped him apart and, and Twitter took down his tweet because he said that uh, we're going to beat this. Basically, that was his message is we're going to beat this. This isn't that bad. We can beat this. If Franklin Roosevelt had tweeted out in 1941, we have nothing to fear, but fear itself. Jack Dorsey would censor him. They would have said, no, 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 no. You, there's Japanese aggression. There's Hitler. There's the Holocaust. There's freaking, you, you have polio. You can't even stand. They hate optimism. And they just want us to live in fear. And I've quite frankly had enough. And, and the worst part about it, Jerry, is that most people agree with them. That We are in the distinct minority. Now. It is, it's another thing you are voting for. If you vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, you're voting Again, you're voting for AOC, Ayanna Presley. You're voting for the Green New Deal. You're voting to fund the police. You're voting for Antifa. And you're voting for big tech censorship. You're yes. voting for Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg and these and these tyrants who are censoring everybody on, on the right. They're taking down videos. As we pointed out before, there's a, a congressional candidate who might win in Florida who doesn't even have email. She has no Twitter, yeah. no Facebook. They've, they've taken down the Proud Boys just because... People on the left said those proud boys, they're racist. You know, that, that group that's run by a black guy that has a bunch yeah. of Hispanic and black Kill members, Kurds. they're racist. So proud boys can't tweet, but Antifa can. It's just so unfair. So, like With the polls, Jerry, I'm like looking at these. I'm sorry, this Quinnipiac poll that came out that says, you know, Biden's up by 11 in Florida and 14 in Pennsylvania. I'm sorry. If you do a poll like that and you have Biden up by 11 in Florida, you throw the poll out. It's like, this is obviously something's wrong with this. Obviously, Biden is not going to win Florida by 11 points. That's not a thing. So, and when they put polls out like this, though, it just, it gets in people's heads. It, it affects like morale. I agree. I agree. And, and it rallies the base and it, it's not good for Trump. Like it just makes it seem like, oh, it's ending, you know, it's ending. So if, if he wins this time around, it's going to be even a bigger surprise than it was the first time. I, I well, I don't know about that, but I so. um, I see. I think <clears throat> the difference is that everyone hated uh, Hillary. They don't hate Biden, but they should fear Biden because it's not because he's not long for the job, and he's not really. The Kamala candidate. changed that last night. Kamala's the candidate, and she's the most liberal member of the Senate, and she's for every crazy liberal proposal. Again, bailing out Antifa and, and Black Lives Matter and defunding the police and getting rid of, you know, fossil fuels. That's her. That's the next regime. If Biden wins, it's not good old Joe, the, you know, the, the moderate from from Delaware. That's that's just a front. And, and I hope people understand that it is frightening to me that people want to hand the keys over to them. And by the way, they're going, I mean, I think it's quite clear after last night, after the last couple of weeks, they are going to pack the Supreme Court. And They're if you're wondering if this moderator was, you know, uh, impartial or, or, you know, supposed to be impartial, you got your answer when Pence, just like Trump, was forced to press her on the packing of the Supreme Court. It's an obviously, I mean, this is an important question. We're not talking about... Some, you know, half, and I want to talk about climate change, some weird, you know, theoretical issue. We're talking about adding justices to the Supreme Court who will be there for life, who will be radical leftists like Sotomayor and Kagan and, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We're talking about Biden and Harris appointing two people. Just think of the craziest, most radical law professors. Cornell West is going to be on the Supreme Court for life. All right. She won't answer. And neither will he. And all you got to do is ask yourself, why not? Why not? 
It's amazing. If Trump, if Trump and Pence ever said, we're not answering a question that important, it would be all they talked about on CNN and MSNBC. Hell, they would talk about it on Fox with, you know, Juan Williams and Chris Wallace and the rest of these, you know, Biden stooges. That's all they would talk about. Jerry, well, well, first of all, why are we going on the defensive with court packing? That's a losing strategy. We got to start. Republicans have to start thinking offensive. The correct answer for will you pack the Supreme Court, Kamala, is, you know, Mike Pence raises his hands. Like, actually, we're going to pack the court. Like, why are they the only ones that get to threaten us with packing the court? We have the power right now. Why aren't we packing the court? Because it's so radical. People okay. don't. It's about, if it's about. And, don't and you know, want to expand the court. They don't want to. It hasn't happened in 150 Jerry, years. It's like the threat of FDR nuclear war. Could do it. It's not something you know people want. You don't know anything about brinksmanship, Jerry. This is how it's done. It's like, if you want to go nuclear, if you want to talk about threatening to pack the court, we can play that game too. And we can both agree this is a horrible idea. If you'll do it, I'll do it. And we should just sit down and make a freaking rule, like make a gen- an that's, amendment, something, and just say no uh, one's packing the court. Cruz, Ted Cruz or Josh Hawley, somebody has said we're going to have a, uh, a bill that says you cannot change the makeup of the court for the next 15 yeah. or 20 years, which would be great. It's be, yeah. And they're going to do it before uh, the Senate flips. But I think the issue is good for Senate senatorial candidates, because if you think about it, if you're on the fence – Nobody wants to pack the Supreme Court unless, you know, you're totally radical, unless you're the Boston Globe or Ayanna Presley. Everyone else thinks, no, nine is good. Ruth Bader Ginsburg said nine is a good number. We don't want to expand it. That's how how, how radical it is. So make it an issue. And they have tried. Trump has tried. Trump, when, when Biden, this cranky old fool Biden says, shut up to Trump, all Trump was saying was, are you going to pack the Supreme yeah. Court? Are you going to pack? The- so you can't even ask the question. It is amazing. And the media, obviously, they're all in the tank. They don't want to, to go there because they know it's not a winning issue for their guy, Joe Biden. But Pence did it. Trump did it. Trump will do it again next week. Just say, are you going to pack the court? Why doesn't Biden and, um, and, and Harris just lie? I mean, that's Biden lies about everything. Why doesn't he just lie and say, oh, no, we are not going to pack the Supreme Court? Well, first court. of all, they're not going to, Jerry, because you, you underestimate these are corporate stooges. These are like they call them moderate Democrats for a reason. At the end of the day, they're just corporate stooges. Okay. They're not going to stir the pot. They're not going to do anything cr- like they'll do then something. Why don't they say no? Because they'll lose the AOC base, Jerry. That's what they need. They need the Bernie bros to show up. They didn't show up last time. Don't um, you get it? It's, you don't it's, get it? Uh, no, they, they are going to – he is a pawn of the Bernie bros. They are going to pack the Supreme Court. They are going to get rid of the filibuster. It is They're scary. Not. They're it's using scary, the Bernie bros. But somebody so at some point so has to push him on it and say, answer the question. Yeah, I mean, I just have so much to teach you, Jerry. You don't understand how the Democratic Party works. They are – Corporate stooges, worse than Republicans. There's a reason Wall Street backs the left is because these guys and and they see AOC and stuff as a problem. We've seen it with Nancy Pelosi. She's clashed with these people a billion times before, but yet they need them. They need to kiss their ass because unlike, you know, the Proud Boys who don't matter on the right because there's like 10 of them. That the AOC wing of the party matters. There's millions of AOC wing wasn't even watching last night. They were burning Wisconsin. That's what they were doing. That's what you tell me. Small businesses as usual. Here are my highlights. Here are my highlights from um, last night for um, for Pence and against Kamala. I made a quick list of Kamala's lies. Charlottesville, 
lie, obviously been debunked a thousand times, bounties on troops. That was reported by the failing New York Times and debunked by everyone else. It was disproven. There were no bounties and fracking, which was her biggest lie, saying I'm, I'm not against fracking when it's on video for saying a hundred times that uh, she's yeah, against. How come Daniel Dale didn't do a thing on that? <laughs> on Have you ever seen a guy that needs a, a wedgie more than Daniel Dale? No, no. Yeah, John Berman. You've seen that John Berman in the morning. He's very dour and, and he's just, he's sour. He just looks like a miserable little, little troll. Um, here's, um, here's the best shots. It started off with the plagiarism line, which was great. First answer from Pence, which set the tone, said their plan to fight COVID is much like ours. In fact, you might call it plagiarism, something Joe Biden is very familiar with. The reality is when you look at the Biden plan, it reads an awful lot like what President Trump and I and our task force have been doing every step of the way. I mean, quite frankly, when I look at their plan that talks about advancing testing, creating new PPE, developing a vaccine, um, it looks a little bit like plagiarism, which is something Joe Biden knows a little bit about. By the way, when they asked about the, the COVID plan with Kamala Harris, it was like the first question, like, specifically, what will you do differently? What 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 is your plan? And all her answer is 210,000 dead. We're dead. Everybody's dying. They didn't have, they don't have a plan. They there is no plan. Well, they do. It's just like, I mean, it, it, there was one point where uh, Biden went on with, I don't know, one of his acolytes, Steffi Stepanopoulos or Chuck Todd, listed all the things he's going to do. And Every single one of them, Trump had already done, you know, expand testing, listen to Fauci, PPEs, every single one of them, Trump had already done. So that is not a winning issue as much as they like to think, as much as they sit there and talk about 210,000 dead. Everyone who's paying attention knows that number would be much, much higher under a President Biden. I thought the best um, strategy was uh, bringing, I shouldn't say the best, it was effective. Kayla Mueller's family was in the audience. We didn't get to see them, but they were in the audience. And he talked about how Kayla Mueller was held prisoner, you know, by the, uh, by ISIS, tortured, murdered. And the um, Trump administration wanted to go in there and save her. And, you know, Biden and the Democrats were against it. And when they finally went in, they found out she'd been moved two days earlier. She was murdered. The blood is on your hands. It was a great riff and she didn't know what to say you know uh, um kamala just looked around and said i feel bad for kayla Mello's family it was it was quality I, I i know about your daughter's case and i'm so sorry obviously china's a losing issue uh for her but she brought it up and then spygate when he brought up them spying surveilling the trump campaign he did it meticulously articulately unlike trump would just be yeah it was a coup you tried to do a coup that's what trump does pence went through it step by step and and so even you know even uh you know bu grads could understand that it was that simple and it was very effective those were the highlights i don't know if cullinane is even with us anymore is he even here I, oh, I'm here. All right. I'm trying to uh, I'm actually listening back to some of this uh, Trump audio from this morning <laughs> of uh, on Fox Business. So does he say that he's going to have a rally? Uh, he says he's get, get here. I'll play for you right now, actually. I heard that the commission a little while ago changed the debate style and, and uh, that's not acceptable to us. Uh, I beat him easily in the first debate, according to the polls that I've seen. But I beat him easily. I felt I beat him easily. I think he felt it, too. He wouldn't answer any questions, and he had the uh, 
protection of Chris Wallace all night long. It was I thought he, I thought Chris Wallace was a disaster. But I beat him in the first debate. At the second debate, we have a never Trumper as a host. But that's OK, because I beat him in the second debate also. And uh, but I'm not going to so, do a virtual debate. What second you're debate? Not, so yeah, what you you're not going to do it because the CPD, the Commission on Presidential Debates, announcing this morning uh, that the second presidential debate will be virtual. Are you saying you're not going to participate? No, I'm not going to waste my time on a virtual debate. That's not what debating is all about. You sit behind a computer and do a debate. It's ridiculous. And then they cut you off whenever they want. Uh, I have a host who I always thought was a nice guy, but I see he's a never-Trumper. You know, came out that he's a never-Trumper. Uh, we do have some of them, Maria, believe it or not, because they don't like to win. Uh, I, and uh, I, so, But I'm I not doing, I'm not doing a virtual point. debate. So his campaign just came out with a statement saying he, he will have posted uh, multiple negative COVID tests by the time this debate even happens, which isn't, uh, is, isn't uh, necessarily a fact in that situation, but... But that's their stance on it. Oh, this is going to be good. I mean, Trump's, you're right. He's going to do rallies because that's where he's most comfortable. And that's going to easily, you can easily socially distance uh, doing an outdoor rally. Why don't they do the next debate? Simple question. Oh, it's in Miami. Why don't you just do it outside, outdoors? Even the craziest, you know, mask Mm -hmm. fanatic admits that's safer. College game day does it. Why can't they? Why not do it outdoors? Yeah, Why not good do question. it, you know, at a hotel and do it in the, uh, you know, the balcony? You know. Oh, why not just stop? Because, Jerry, their entire thing is based on fear. Like, that's their entire, and it, it's working very well, this idea, because it's all they had. Trump was cruising to his second term. Things were good. The economy was great. And all they have is fear. These people get off on fear. It makes them, it, it arouses them because they realize that, oh, crap, for, we tried Russia. We tried all this other crap. None of it. We tried white nationalists. This fear, it's none working. of it works. But the but fear right. of COVID is working. Fear is working. They have convinced America that Trump has botched the COVID response, even though they have not a single thing they would have done differently or done better. Just the opposite. There's things they would have done much, much worse. Uh, they, they don't have any tangible examples of ways he botched it. They go back to you know, Bob Woodward. Where Trump said, yes, he was trying to keep people from getting discouraged. I mean, I blame Trump 100% for doing the Bob Woodward interviews. 100% his fault. It must frustrate people like Pence, people that, you know, who have, uh, you know, some good common sense say, why did you sit down? Why did you spend 20 hours with Bob Woodward? You idiot. I mean, it was just foolish. He dug his own grave in that regard, but they got nothing. And yet they have convinced people that he botched the COVID response. It's worked. That's the the one thing that has, has really, really worked. And get ready for three more weeks of it, pal. It's just going to be over and over again that 200,000 are dead. Trump killed them. You know, he killed them. Biden flat out says it. 200,000 people would be alive today if not for Trump, which makes you wonder about- they just worn masks, Jerry. If they had just worn masks. What about all the people in, in Spain and, and, you know, Italy and, and, uh, and, and Asia? I mean, Trump killed them too? Right. Well, they, we have the highest rate in the world, right, of people dying. I mean, one fifth of all dead COVID people are in the United States. But what Trump should have done, I mean, it's the easiest. What he did in the last week is the easiest slam dunk ever. You got the virus. You're extremely high risk and you're fine. You should ju- you should be. He should have done instead of going on Twitter and tweeting crap out all day. He just blew the biggest layup. He should have just done a presidential you know, national uh, statement from his office in which he just in, in a diplomatic, you know, teleprompter Trump way, 
reassured the American people that it's going to be okay. And, you know, done it that does, way, as opposed to going on Twitter and doing it. He does sound good. Yeah, I mean, obviously he sounds goofy as always, but he sounds healthy, does he not? He looks fine. He looks, I mean, I was wondering if he was faking it, if he was really sick, pretending that he wasn't sick just for, you know, for the uh, visual. But he does sound pretty good what do what you um, think he was gonna do like a, a, a national address on network television or something yes. I mean, like that's what john yes. kennedy like, that's what presidents do during major events this is a major event the president of the united states caught the virus but didn't we vote for him because we don't want that bullshit we want somebody to just say okay fine fuck it put a camera in my face i'm gonna put it out to my 80 million followers and then the news is gonna Dave, carry you're living in a twitter bubble not everybody's on twitter you're acting like everybody sees it when you tweet it out no do you, do you think do you think that video didn't play on network news that night no, it didn't because they, they, they redacted it because it's dangerous. That video was dangerous, so it was taken down. You can't even say it. He should have done an, an address from the Oval Office, said, here I am. I beat the disease. We should take it seriously, but you don't have to let it dominate your life. It was the most presidential thing he's ever said. I, I agree. It was necessary. It's what you, you want to hear. He's trying to lift the spirits and convince people that we wouldn't, shouldn't be shutting down the country. He should make that clear every day. Biden wants to shut us all down, close the schools, and I don't. That is a winning issue. By the way, I'm looking at the numbers. Uh, USA's 10th in the world of deaths per million, trailing, among others, uh, Spain, Brazil, Belgium. Really? Uh, How about they're, that? They're not, we don't have uh, the worst death rate in the world. Um, and by the way, what you should say Every time they ask, say it's all the fault of the Democrat governors of Cuomo and Murphy and Baker and Whitmer. These liberal governors are the ones putting coronavirus patients into nursing homes and killing people. If you take them out of the equation, uh, it's it, it, it drops precipitously. It's their fault. He should say that over and over and over again. But anyway. I mean, that's, that's all I thought about when they bring that up is just like, this is not how a federal, this is not how a Republic works. The president is, cannot make everybody in the entire country do something. We have 50 states for a reason and it's up to individual states. And if you look at it, governors like Christy Nome in South Dakota and, and Missouri and states like that, they don't have COVID problems and they went on living their lives. It's the states that freaked out about it. And they're still doing this losing thing that got us in the, in the situation in the first place and put elderly people in nursing homes. They're the ones killing everybody. Don't you see it? How does, how is Trump responsible for New York, which is, you know, got uh, the second highest death rate, New Jersey's uh, number one. Um, how is Trump? That's just a simple question. How is Trump to you, Joe Biden or to you, Kamala? How is Trump responsible for the deaths in 33,000 deaths in New York, 16,000 in Jersey, 9,500 in Massachusetts? Those are the top three. Connecticut is four. Those are the top four. How is Trump responsible for the death rate in those four uh, hot hot spots? Uh, explain that. How is Trump? Yeah. I mean, how? Simple question. How is Trump responsible for what Charlie Baker did to veterans in Holyoke? How? Yeah. And and how will more lockdowns stop? Like we did lockdowns. It failed miserably. Lots of people died anyway. And you know what we need more of? Lockdowns. Yeah. Because you know why? Because they're doing it. They're doing it in New York. They're cracking down, closing more restaurants, shutting down schools. It's madness. And it's a winning issue if Trump could just stand up and scream. All right. Before we we go, got to get to a couple other things. By the way, I'm going to do my my mask story every day. I um and I and I'm telling the truth and I'm gonna tell you what happened yesterday. 
two days ago, an old guy took his hat off and covered his face when he walked by me on, on this bridge in, in Boston. Yesterday, I'm walking. I'm heading out for a run, so I'm walking, you know, getting my phone out to get my podcast on and listen to my headphones. And there's this woman with a mask and her two kids, and they were about eight or nine, and she's got one in each hand like she's holding their hands. And I walk up to this intersection. I'm nowhere near. It's 15 feet away. When I walk up to the intersection, I look at her and she looks at me, shakes her head, takes her kids by the arm and pulls them right across the street. And I'm talking, it is a very busy intersection. And I like go, holy, what is she doing? I didn't understand at first. She was dragging them away from me because I had no mask. And she might, are you sure she wasn't, uh, are you sure she wasn't a minifan? She went like, against the traffic, too. like the light was red or the no walk sign. And she went right across the road. And I laughed and I just shook my head and said, you people are insane. We were outdoors. It was windy as hell, by the way. It was like storm conditions. And she, and I didn't, I'm like, what is she doing? And then I realized she's looking at me. She, she did that because I didn't have a mask on outdoors, 10, 12 feet away from her. People have lost their minds. I'm going to give you a story every day because I'm in the city and people are just nuts. Everybody is wearing a mask running. Everybody's wearing a mask biking, walking their dogs alone at night. They're wearing masks. People have been brainwashed to think that that is really going to save lives. It is scary how Kevin in the comments compliant everyone has been. Kevin in the comments says Jerry Calhan is a super spreader, and I tend, I tend to agree with him. Super spreader, Jerry. I don't, I don't. I'm the safest guy in the world. I told you, I don't have any friends. I have no human interaction. I don't talk to anyone besides you guys. I'm like John Rambo. I don't talk to people for days. I'm the safest guy in the world. I'll, I, I, I don't, I'm in no danger. Why? Why should I wear a mask outdoors? You, you gotta know? clip that part. You gotta clip that part, Cully. The I don't have any friends. Yes, I will. I, I had the sniffles and uh, and and my vision was a little blurry yesterday from a headache that my wife thought I had COVID. I was gonna go get tested. So it, this right. this madness is everywhere. I don't have to worry about that either. I don't have to worry about paranoid people around me. I want you to pay attention because you know what? Maybe you need a building. You know, everyone could use a building now and then. Shea Concrete has buildings. They have buildings. They they partner with Easy Set Worldwide, and they manufacture precast concrete buildings for multiple applications in a variety of sizes. Shea's been manufacturing precast buildings for over 17 years, and no one does it better. Precast concrete buildings provide the most durable and long-lasting option compared to other modular building applications, such as metal, wood, masonry. Shake Concrete Manufactures delivers and installs these engineered precast concrete buildings as a true turnkey provider from initial handshake through the final installation support. With a focus on cost efficiency and quality control, each of their precast concrete buildings are preassembled at their factory and typically delivered and installed in one piece by their experts. Uh, you know what makes them uh, better than other buildings? They, they can uh, they can build them in the worst of weather because they do it indoors. That's unlike other, you know, wood, metal. They do it indoors, in, the, in their big plants. They build your building. This increases productivity, lowers cost, and gives the customer a legitimate time frame of when the building will be placed on site. To learn more, simply go to shakeconcrete.com or call them up and ask for Frank or Mike. These are the experts in these buildings. They'll tell you what you need. They can tell you what sizes they can build. It's the answer. You need a building, go for a precast concrete building. Call them today or just log on to shakeconcrete.com. Learn all about their precast buildings. You and I, we we're, we could never host Saturday Night Live because 
Saturday Night Live, I'll, I'll, I'll finish with this one. Saturday Night Live banned this country singer, Morgan Wallen. I don't know him, but he's hot stuff. He's handsome. He's one of those, bro, you know, yuckers, those, uh, those uh, bro country guys. There was a picture of him on TikTok of him partying, like doing a shot mm-hmm. without a mask. He's canceled. So Lord, Lord Michael saw the picture and kicked him off the show, which made me laugh out loud. We're talking Saturday Night Live. A place mm-hmm. where, if you read, if you read the history of it, you know Chris Farley, Chris Farley's show, John Belushi's show, place where these guys did blow in their dressing rooms before they went on the air, that did all kinds of drugs, that you know partied all night. They see a guy do a shot in a bar to celebrate Alabama's win because he's an Alabama guy, and they kick him off the show. Said your services are no longer needed here. <laughs> well, where does it end? And that's it. like he was actually just on. He did a video with Barstool guys. He did. He he played like a foreplay match on their golf podcast with like Darius Rucker, Jake Owen. So it was eight guys. There was a ton of camera people. So let's just say let's just say 15 people were there in that moment. None of them were wearing masks while they were playing golf. So why didn't they why didn't they cancel him for that? That was last week. Uh, it's a good question. Um, I guess. There's no, like you said, there's no end to this. There's no limit to this. There, I, I said it jokingly months ago that pretty soon little kids, the two-year-old kids would have masks. They do. I got them in my neighborhood. Kids, nice kids, nice families. But they have been brainwashed to take two-year-old kids and put masks on them to have them live in fear of this scary boogeyman that might come kill them. And this guy took it too, by the way. Morgan Wallen said, yeah, I understand. That makes sense. What? That's because he'd get friggin' vilified if he said if he fought back against that, whether he agrees with it or, or or not. You know, he'd get crushed. I mean, it's it's just bizarre, and I don't care. I don't care if I see the guy. I I hate watch SNL now just so I can mock it. And I remember the good old days, and you know, Farley and Belushi and Bill Murray and Eddie Murphy and all the greats. And now you have these 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 Karens, these these. Uh, you know, these crazy moon bats who, who uh, you know, hate, uh, don't really want to get laughs. They just want to uh, attack Trump and Pence. And this week should be really uh, fertile uh, grounds, really great material, because Maya Rudolph plays a great Kamala Harris. She's almost as unlikable as the actual Kamala Harris. The She plays the mean girl with all the mannerisms. But it's redundant. We've seen it already. There's nothing. There wasn't she- even last week's. There was no humor in her portrayal. Of, it was literally like she just made statements that weren't funny. They in any way. They don't do humor anymore. They just do political commentary. It's kind like, of I'll give, I'll give like Jim Carrey. Say what you want. If you hate it, you don't think it's funny. But like at least he, they tried some jokes, right? <laughs> like at least they. they and, and, you know, I admit, Adam. I, I mean, uh, Alex 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 is good. It was funny. Yeah, I've seen it a thousand times. It's yeah. not funny anymore. But he is a good caricature of Trump, and they'll do. And they have a Pence guy, and they'll do Pence Kamala Harris, and I don't know what they'll do. They'll have still have something to make her look good to try to redeem her for her terrible performance. But I don't know who the musical guest is. They got to find someone in two days, someone who promises to sing with a mask on, which we just uh, they, that's what they should do. They should come out and they should all wear their masks and mumble, and no one could understand anything. That that would be appropriate, but. Uh, all right. Anything else, Colony? We, um, we 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 promised you an update on the Patriots uh, COVID situation. Team COVID. Nobody knew. Nobody besides their best offensive player and their best defensive player and Bill Murray. Speaking of SNL, some scrub on the Patriots named Bill Murray. Three guys have tested positive, but it's so devastating. 
Obviously, we saw them without Cam Newton. They're lost. They don't have a good backup. They don't have a chance without Newton. And with Gilmore, it changes everything too because he's so damn good. So the who Patriots- did I who did I see tweet that said uh, you know there somebody tweeted like oh there was some uh, there was some question about whether Roger Goodell would make the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but now like this is his big shining moment is how he's handled the virus. It's like I I don't know. It's that just seems absurd to me that that's how you're factoring in his. Uh, this is going to be the biggest moment in Roger Goodell's career how he's handled this year. Well, it says uh, you know Clay Travis always says the Corona Bros are rooting for uh, chaos and they're rooting for the virus and they are, they're hoping. I mean, I can't believe how many people say it was a mistake to play the game in Kansas city. Why? Because why? I don't even understand why, because the Patriots lost. Why was it a mistake? They lost one player, the quarterback. I agree. He's important, but what are you supposed to do? Cancel the game and tell the chiefs, sorry, the Patriots don't have their good quarterback. I mean, he has, an illness. If we have the flu, would you cancel the game? Yeah. Now missing two players. Are they supposed to cancel this game? There are measures in place to replace them. There are little, you know, whatever they call them, backup practice reserve squad. squad yep. Replace them. So unfortunately, the Patriots were uh, affected by this in in the worst possible way. Their best players got sick. Now, if that happened to another team, would you say they should cancel the games? Of course not. I mean, the game was played. Millions of people watched. The ratings are good, certainly compared to the NBA. They're not going to just cancel the season. Uh, it's just nuts. But that's- and, and there's been no reporting. They didn't do anything like out of protocol or anything like that, right? In the Titans, they held a uh, a workout that they shouldn't have that they shouldn't have done. So they're you know facing possible fines and stuff like that. But the Patriots didn't do anything. So I don't know. I don't know. It's it's, it's madness. And and you know if they have no symptoms and they don't, they could come back potentially for this week. I don't think they will, but they'll come back next week. They have, I think they have a buy and they'll be fine. And they'll be you know fighting for a wild card when all is said and done. It's a big, big problem when a coach gets it, like an older coach or a heavy coach like Andy Reid. Then it'll be scary. When a player gets it, as we know by now, it ain't scary at all. But uh, we'll see. And uh, I'm sure other teams will be affected, other people, other uh, other players. But right now, uh, there's no reason to cancel the season. This was part of the plan. Guys were going to get infected, and they were going to get replaced, and they were going to sit out for a game. and that's that. But- and there's also a ton of flexibility, right? Like they're they're obviously going to go to a week 18. There's not like there there's not going to be a like a crazy week long uh, Super Bowl media media day or anything like that. None of that shit's going to happen. So they can do the Super Bowl whenever the hell they want. <laughs> you know, like it's not. They have so much flexibility to to figure it all and out. And they might postpone games. They might cancel games. Even you know make it. You know, if they had to do it, they'd make it 14 games or whatever, but they're not going to cancel the season, Yep. nor do we want them to. Tonight, Tom Brady's playing, correct? Uh, I believe so, yes. And that's something to watch. We get the, the debate recap. We get to watch all the analysis, all the analysts saying what a sexist uh, that uh, Pence was and how unfair – he was. It actually has the potential to be a good Thursday night game. Both teams three and one. The Bears are three and one as well. That is a good. That's true. Bears and uh, Bears. And I'm never entertained by the Bears. Never. I've never no. been entertained by the Bears because they never have a good quarterback. But it will be interesting to see uh, see Brady again on a short week. I'm sure he's a little sore. I'm sure he's uh, 
feeling a little bit, uh, you know, fatigued from Sunday and gets to play tonight at 8.20 at Chicago. Do they have fans? They don't, right? No fans I, in Chicago. I don't believe so. Yeah, I don't believe like so. Part of the preview of every game, are fans allowed in? Oh, 12,000, 8,000, 10,000, no fans. So there'll be no fans. So there's no home field. But tonight, Brady versus the Bears, good. Something good to watch. Not as good as last night. Last night was a blast to watch my guy take apart the mean girl. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Now I'll uh, sit back and watch all the reviews and we can watch Trump kick and scream because they want the second debate to be zoom and he's not going to stand for it. It'll be fascinating to see how this plays out. Will Trump get his way? He should, he's president and they could have all kinds of measures and plexiglass screens and, you know, uh, social distance and everything else. Do it outside as I propose. But they will dig in their heels. Biden will insist on doing it on Zoom, and Trump won't, and we'll see how it all plays out. We will stay on top of that. Um, but thanks to Turtle Boy. Thanks to DCU and Allied Paving and Shake Concrete and Raycon. Uh, anything else to get to? Anything we missed, Dave Cullinan? We did not miss anything important. Uh, it's a great weekend. It might even be the best weekend to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, if you ask me. It's prob- it's it's a perfect opportunity to do so. If you have. so perfect if you have- rate review on apple podcasts and to uh, tell a friend check us out i'm jerry callahan this is the callahan podcast and we will talk to you again soon why am i stopping you, no one else stops i don't i can i go home the jerry callahan podcast Shop amazing specials now while supplies last at Macy's Gifts You'll Love to Give sale. Like great deals on coats for him and her from Calvin Klein, Ann Klein, and more top designers. Just $100 and under. Save big on handbags and wallets, now 40% off. And create a cozy retreat at home with 70% off warm throws and flannel bedding from Martha Stewart Collection. Now through Thursday at Macy's. Plus, get $10 in Macy's money for every $50 spent. Up to $40 Macy's money. 